What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Champion Mindset. We have an amazing, amazing podcast and guest for you today. He's a small town native from the Midwest. He discovered his love for music early on. He's a proud husband and father. He began his journey in the public school chair teacher or choir teacher using music to instill confidence and connection in his students. Eventually, he expanded to the classroom, his classroom to the world. Today, he's dedicated to improving people's connection, confidence, communication, and clarity one voice at a time through his coaching. He empowers individuals to harness their true power of the voice and encourage their soul to come out and say hello to the world. I appreciate this man a lot. He's coached me as well and made a huge impact in my life. Matt Bertho, welcome to the podcast. What's going on, brother? Alex, thank you, man. I'm excited to be here. I'm proud of you. Uh, you know, when Alex, uh, when I met Alex in Madison, you know, he's way taller than me. And, you know, you just kind of know when people are connected to you energetically. And he came up to me and I could tell, you know, he was, he was eager for growth, eager to change, eager to find his voice. And yeah, we just, we just finished our eighth session and, uh, you know, he, he's been through quite a transformation since I met him and, you know, he's showing his heart. He's deep in meditation now. Um, yeah, man, you, you're evolving. Well, I appreciate it, man. Like I, like I said, I appreciate you. You've made a huge impact in that journey for me, being able to, to grow alongside and get some great advice from you to help me yeah, man. with my meditation, with my intention and to really increase and lift my energy up, which I know like that's what really kind of drew me towards you is just, you, you have such a great energy and you just kind of, you vibrate at such a high frequency. And I, I know that you're somebody who like senses that from other people, which is something I, I aspire to do is to get to that point where I can like feel energy more and more. And, um, you know, what, what I love to start with though, is just kind of hearing a little bit more about your story. You know, I know it's a, you know, I introduced you and talked a little bit about it, but I'd love for you to dig a little bit more into just how you've gotten to where you are today and being a passionate voice coach who's just impacting so many lives. Life is a journey and it's not a straight line. And that's something we've been talking about lately. Uh, Growing up, uh, I was the oldest of three boys, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and my mom and dad, um, you know, they were blue collar workers. My mom was a temp worker, just working as like a, an editor for a small printing company. So she would edit words and grammar and things like that. And my dad was just kind of an odd job guy. He would do odd jobs with welding or fix things. Um, that's kind of what he did. Um, you know, he grew up on a farm. He was the youngest of quite a few kids, three or four. And, you know, the Bertho farm was where everybody went. Um, and about my sophomore, junior year, uh, my grandfather committed suicide and shot himself in the chest with a shotgun uh, because he didn't share his feelings at all. And my dad felt guilty for that, I think, shame. 
because he was supposed to go over that day and visit my grandpa. And, uh, my dad just kind of stuffed it. Um, I remember asking my mom in the kitchen, what are these pills? And she said, those are your dad's. And I was like, well, for what? Is he sick? She said, no, it's for his depression. And I was like, what's depression? Well, he's just really sad. Um, you know, in the nineties, we, we really didn't talk about that, especially in a small town. As I got older, um, I realized that my dad liked to drink a lot. And the way that I handled conflict is I like to drink a lot and I play video games and I'd go hide in my room. And so my mom, she did the same thing. She hide in a room. She didn't drink, but my dad drank. I, I just kind of took on both of the way both both of the way that they handled conflict. Um, and when I realized this in therapy at 23 years old, I said, oh, well, I can change that. And my therapist was like, yeah, you can change that. I said, okay, well, I want to change that. She said, okay, well, how do you want to handle conflict? I said, I want to attack it. Now, this whole time, I was a three-sport athlete in high school, Football, baseball, wrestling was probably the sport I was the best at. Um, I was a state champion wrestler on a four-time state champion team. Um, I loved aggressive sports. I loved hitting people. I loved um, destroying someone on the mat. It was just, you know, it felt good. But there was also a part of me when I would destroy someone on the mat, I would feel bad. I would feel like this, oh... I just, I hurt them. I don't like that feeling. And I would always be buddies with the guys I would wrestle afterwards because of my heart. You know, I've I've got a big heart and I love people. I was always the guy in high school that um, girls and boys would call if they were having issues. And I'm sure you're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Um, But, you know, my mom, I'm jumping around a little bit. But my mom, when all three of us boys graduated, she went back to school for a psychology degree, and then she got her marriage and family therapy degree, and she became a professional therapist. Um, About middle of my junior year, I joined choir because this girl broke up with me that I was dating for two and a half years, and this amazing counselor, Bob Tessman, said, Matt, what do you love? And I said this girl's name. He goes, no. Matt, what do you love that you're not doing right now? I said, well, I like to sing a little bit. He said, okay, we're going to enroll you in choir. So here's this jock boy. I joined choir middle of my junior year. I think, you know, I'm really hot shit. I go in there and I don't know how to read music. I don't know how to do anything, man. And I feel like a joke. I feel like a fake every freaking day. But man, I love singing. It's so much fun. And so that's what I went to college for, to be a singer. I gave up sports cold turkey. I gained like 100 pounds. I went from 172 pounds to 272 by the time I graduated college. Um, I drank almost every day, ate everything, um, and uh, got my first job at Winfield High School in Kansas. And that was because I had a choice of being a salesman or being a teacher. 
And James Brian Smith at Baccalaureate at Friends University said to all of us, the best thing you can do in your life is help somebody else. And so that day I went actually to his house. I filled out the application to the only job that was open at that time where I could coach football and wrestling and teach choir at the high school level. And it happened to be my rival, Winfield, because I grew up in Ark City and uh, became a Viking. And I spent 19 years there. And uh, this last May, I resigned. It was over. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, but I got to coach a two-time state champion in wrestling. Um, that that The sports coaching lasted about six years. Uh, because in college, about junior, senior year, I started coaching private voice lessons on the side to make a little extra money. And in 2019, I joined the Arate Syndicate because I heard about these two guys, Ed Milet and Andy Frisella. And I went to my first Arate Live. And Stephanie Van Dam knew me from 75 Hard because we were all finishing it about that time. And she said, hey, Matt, I got something to tell you. And I was like, okay, Stephanie, I just met you in real life. What is it? She said, do you know that Tony Robbins has a voice coach? And I said, wow, Stephanie, I know why I'm here now. Thank you so much. And so I took notes on Ed. I took notes on Andy, Jesse Itzler, Tony, all of these people that spoke. And I realized, wow, I could coach business professionals on how to be better, how to present themselves better, how to have better technique. And so the next day I wrote a business plan and it grew every freaking year. Um, and uh, this last April, 2022, I started the eight session program, which is what Alex went through. And uh, it's kind of crazy what happens working with me. I, I'm very humbled by it. And I have so much humility because sometimes I'm just like, I'm just being me, man. And, and literally, God does work through people. There, there are times that I work with Alex or any client, any student, and I don't even know what I said. But something must have worked. And so this energy that Alex is talking about is based on, you know, five, six years of working out every freaking day, doing Wim Hof, meditation, um, and it's, it's so messy. It's so <laughs> messy, but man, when, uh, majority of the time, I would say 90% of the time I'm on fire and, um, I'm able to help people in a really significant spiritual way that I'm very grateful for. It is very humbling. It's very, um, it's very awe-inspiring sometimes because it's like, I can't believe I get to do this every day. Um, it's definitely my purpose. Uh, my purpose is to uh, help people find their voice, keep their voice, share their voice, and connect their voice with craft, the technique, which Alex knows all about now, artistry, storytelling, which is what I just did, and magic, making people feel what we want them to feel. And also see what we want them to see. So I hope that story that I just told, you got to see all of those little snippets of my life 
because that's what I teach my clients to do. Absolutely, dude. No, I saw every every bit of that, and I appreciate the <laughs> I appreciate the story. No, it's it's good. And I like everything you do is is awesome. And like you said, we just kind of get on and do like talk, and it would inspire me, you know. To you know, you give me some little tidbits on like, hey, do this, do that, like technique stuff as well. But I think like just two guys talking, and you know, being able to kind of draw off of your experiences and, and all of the stuff that you've done and how I'm trying to really move in that same kind of direction that, that you're, that you're moving right with, with just really making a huge impact in my purpose. Right. I know we've talked about that, but bingo. I'm most, and that's, that's kind of the, I, I can't believe how you kind of look at like, what was it? Maybe three months of, of coaching and us working together. And I feel like I'm definitely a completely different person from, from when we started and it's, it's insane. Just that mm. transformation that can happen with, with just going all in and just deciding that you're going to do, you know, I'm going to do what you say and I'm going to, you know, kind of follow my heart and kind of go about that. But I'm curious on just with the transition, right? You talked about you, you uh, were a teacher for 19 years teaching choir and it sounds like you were doing, private lessons on the side, maybe started this business in 2019 after Stephanie told you like, Hey, like this is, this is almost told you, Hey, this is your purpose, right? This is what you're supposed to be doing. Yes, she did. And is that when you, that's when you started kind of slowly making this transition almost from, from teaching to coaching? Yeah, I, I was the, the Estel voice training, which is the technique that I taught you uh when i was 38 i'm 46 now but when i when i was 38 um i went to my first workshop and you know i was weighing like 250 then i think and this little ninja kim steinhauer made me run around the room and say hey take an eye take an eye and that's from um les miserables the musical take an eye for an eye turn your heart into stone and I could not do that. It was like, take it up. And I was using so much air. And she made me run around the room like this, this through. And I was out of shape, dude. And the point was, is that I didn't need that much air to make my vocal folds, which are the size of your fingernails. I didn't need that much air to make that sound. And so it was a giant ego punch in the face, man. You know, I thought I knew everything about singing. I thought I knew everything about the voice. I also thought there's no way I can grow anymore at 38 years old. That's so silly to think about right now. Um, but it was true. And I remember I went home on that Friday night after five intensive days from like 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. every day. Just your brain getting smashed with knowledge. And I just cried in my bathroom, man. Cause I was like, I have to go back to school and teach all these kids that I was wrong. And even in my private studio, Hey, all that stuff I taught you, it, it was wrong. Now the energy stuff was right. Um, in 2019, when I was doing 75 hard, I read the book becoming supernatural by Dr. Joe Dispenza. And in that book, it said, energy is frequency. Frequency carries information. And I said, mm, 
I know this. I've taught this. And so in 2013, I was teaching a girl named Mariah Warren. She was singing At Last by Etta James. At last, my love. That one. And uh, I said, Mariah, we're going to do something weird. Close your eyes. I want you to feel the most extraordinary amount of love that you can feel. And what do you love more than anything in the world, Mariah? And she said, I love my mom. I said, perfect. I want you to feel that love for your mom. And when you feel that love for your mom, I'm going to feel it. And I'm going to know you're there. And she did. And I said, I'm going to take it a step further. And this is the weird part, Mariah. Keep your eyes shut. I want you to visualize a scene inside, outside, day, night, who's there. And when you're ready and you have that vision in your head, I want you to open your eyes. And I'm going to start playing the piano. And you sing. And she opened her eyes, Alex. And she started singing. And I played the piano. And we were in flow. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. This is so loving and great. And I got the, and then I started getting these visions in my head. And I was like, what is this? And so I stopped her and I said, whoa, Mariah, I'm going to ask you a question. Are you outside on a green grass hill with flowers to your left and a tree to your right? Like a picnic thing going on? And she looked at me. She goes, yeah, Bertho. How do you know that? I said, I have no idea. This is crazy. This is crazy cool. So I started experimenting with this with my voice students all summer. And then I got scared and I threw it away because I was like, man, they're going to run me out of town. Until I read that energy is frequency, frequency carries information. I said, holy crap, I was right. And so I got the opportunity in 2019 to go to London, my first keynote speech ever in my life to present at King's College on what subject? Performance magic. And that's where I introduced the intention steps, which Alex knows very well. Um, you get in a meditative state, you build your energy, you visualize a scene, and then you take action. And that's what I've been teaching business professionals to do, to lock into their emotions so that people can feel what we want them to feel and see what we want them to see. But the biggest, easiest thing to say to people about what I help you do is this. I let your, I help you let your soul come out and say hello. I love it, dude. No, that's awesome. And that's, I, I'm so interested in that whole part of it feeling like being able to see that picture, right? And is what exactly do you attribute that to? Because I don't think everybody has that type. Of, and you've told me a few times when you get on, you're like, at last session, you're like, you're really chill today. Like you have this super chill energy. And I was like, I was chill, right? Like I was like, yes, I am chill. Like how? And so that I kind of compare those two, right? Like your feet, you can feel energy. Mm -hmm. And I'm just curious, I'm do you know what you've done to get into that place of being able to feel that? Well, I remember being in the Chrysler, the white Chrysler, uh, driving back from Chanute on the hills of uh, the Flint Hills of Kansas, driving back to Ark City. I remember being in the back car, back of the car and asking my mom, mom, what's wrong with this? What's wrong with aunt or what's wrong with uncle? What's going on with them? What's wrong with grandpa? 
And why do I feel that? Why do I feel that from them? Just crazy questions like that. Um, I think I've always been very sensitive to everything around me. Um, and it's, 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 it's a gift and a curse, but it, it, what I know with this training and what I've taught you is that it can be unlocked. It can be trained. It, it is just like a muscle, just like everything. Um, it can be out of control, which I've had that happen in my life with, you know, like, substance like alcohol um you know uh lack of sleep um overeating i mean any kind of like just anything right can trigger it to be out of control um and that you know that stuff i'm still learning uh you know because as as you grow you get stronger in the force, if that's what, you know, you want to call it like star Wars. Cause it is, it is the force. It's like, in, it's, it's spirit, it's energy, it's God. Um, it's real. And, uh, I know, you know, Alex, I kind of, you know, opened this crazy, crazy energy door for him. And, you know, he's, he's just like kid in the candy box now. Like he's just like, man, this is the best thing ever. And it is, but it's also scary sometimes, you know, like I'll just be really transparent. Like the stuff I'm going through right now, um, it's very difficult. It's very difficult what I'm going through right now. You know, this transition of not being a public school teacher after 19 years and going full time now into Voiced by Matt, which Voiced by Matt 2019 to really, uh, May of 2023 was kind of a side job. It was just kind of a, a supplemental kind of thing, you know, and now it is literally a full-time job. And, you know, Alex knows like my schedule is, it's jam packed. And I had a couple people in my life go, Matt, you can't have this schedule Monday through Sunday. And so the learning was, oh, I can make my own schedule now. I don't have to be nine to four or eight to four. I can spread this out. And so that, that's a been a learning thing that helps me with my energy. Um, right before the call, um, I was feeling a little weird today, Alex. And I, I did a, I did what I told you would, to, you know, would tell you to do or any client drop into meditation. So I did a nice 20 minute meditation. It felt like five, you know, but that's why I'm showing up the way I'm showing up right now. Um, because the energy is real. It is so real, guys. And it's everywhere around us. Um, it is, it is, um, it's life-changing if you allow it to be life-changing. Um, you can get caught up in stuff that doesn't matter, like external things like we all do, like we all have, external people, validation, whatever it is, right? But man, when you go in, like like Alex is finding right now, when you go in to yourself and you start identifying 
well, maybe, maybe I have some ego problems within this area, or maybe there are some narcissist traits or some narcissist things that I need to deal with. And that's really hard to face that that's hard to face. And so what's really fun is, you know, there's the emotion code, there's all kinds of different, um, energetic modalities of healing in therapy, in all, all of the energy work. Right. But the coolest things that, that I love to dive into is when it's not necessarily your issue that you have to deal with in your lifetime. It can be your dad's or your grandpa's or his dad's or even past life, generational things before you were even thought of that now you're aware of in this moment in time, energetically, and now you have to deal with it. That work, it's hard. It's painful. And even, even me talking about it right now, I can't believe I'm talking about this on your podcast because people are going to listen to it and be like, holy crap, what's he talking about? But I have done this work since I was 30, man. Like, like going, uh, with, with my therapist, Dean Hall, he takes me into some really cool, um, meditations and we do some really deep generational 11 generations, 20 generations back. I remember one of them was self-harm, which coincides with my grandpa committing suicide. So this energy, it, it can't be created or destroyed. So it's always there. And so, you know, like when my dad died, I haven't said this on podcast ever, Alex, you're getting all kinds of energy, crazy stuff today. When my dad died at 3 p.m. on June 20th, I literally felt this surge of energy in my body. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Well, yeah, that was cool. But all the unresolved stuff that my dad didn't deal with, guess who got to deal with it now? Me. And if I don't deal with it, then that means that Max and Leo are going to have to deal with it. So, yeah, all this energy work is amazing. Using our voice is amazing. Um, some lessons I've learned in the last month and a half for all the listeners. One, if you have deep, dark stuff, and, and I'm able to talk about all this, and you guys don't feel the deep, dark stuff, right? Alex, you're not feeling any of the negative stuff, right? I'm able to talk about my grandpa doing that, and it's like, it's not sticky, it's not dark. It's like, oh, but there's hope. Oh, but there's love. That's what I teach you guys how to do. Like, like there's a reframe on it that, but did I have to cry my eyes out to get through my grandpa committing suicide? Did I have to go through a lot of dark shit about my grandpa committing suicide? Yeah. So I could talk about it with hope and love now. If you have deep, dark stuff that you have not unresolved, like that's not resolved yet, do not tell your family, your soulmate, people that love you, or the public. Because you're poison them. Because it, you're, you know, people say it's sticky. It's, it's, it's like the sludge, right? Well, it sticks to people. And so you can't air that out. 
who do you air it out to? That's the question, right? Friends that can handle it, coaches that can handle it, therapists, priests, pastors that can handle it, all right? That's number one. Number two is don't think that you're done growing um, because life is not linear. Uh, your path of life is not linear. It's a jagged mess that goes backwards and up and down and forwards and side to side. And these the routines and the good habits and the eating clean and the meditation and the breathing and all the stuff, right? That just helps us navigate that mess, that storm, all right? Furthermore, it helps your energy stay at a high frequency, because some of the stuff that I've been through, I'm not ready to talk about one of them, but some of the stuff that I've been through, um, if I didn't have this routine in place, uh, it'd be really difficult for me to be here right now. So it's a constant, constant, constant journey. And uh, it's worth it. It is worth it. And I think that the lesson that Alex and I both learned that I, that I kind of verbalized big time to him that I learned was that from the Michael Singer book, um, the surrender experiment. Yeah. Good Lord guys. Uh, it's an amazing book for anybody what, out there. I don't yeah. What you think you want in your alternate reality in your brain that you keep fighting every freaking day. So you can you can want that thing and then fight it every day like all of us do. Or you can let go to what God, the universe, did for the entire world that we live in, the entire universe in this beautiful perfection. And I, you know, I look at this tree out there. It's perfect, that tree. Like it just... It, it still grows, it, it gets beat up, it, it loses branches, it's still alive. And it's, it's, it's probably older than most people in this area. That's pretty perfect. And so when we let go to what we think we want in our alternate reality, we let go of that concept of what we want and we said instead surrender to what God in the universe wants to give us. And I'm living that right now. And it's, oh, it's hard. It's really hard. Because, yeah, when you have a purpose and you go after and you say yes to God, yes to the universe, okay, I will, I will live my purpose. You're going to have to leave some things that are very comfortable that don't make sense. And, it, and, and, and maybe it will never make sense until years later. And I'm hoping that's the case because it's very painful to lose things that are so comfortable for you. Um, yeah, I talked a lot. Oh, that's good. It's really interesting. I mean, you went like energy... You went into some good lessons, but I think, you know, kind of building off that as well, like it's, he talks about 
God, I'm so, we, I was talking to you before this. I'm just so excited about this kind of stuff and the energy, the, and really what I wanted to say as well is, you know, the last three months, I've started to be able to feel that energy more, right? I, I don't know if I'm fully to the point of being able to feel other people's energy as much, but like my own energy, like I can feel it. And I now understand from working with you, from going into meditation more, from, you know, really diving into the untethered soul by Michael Singer, the surrender experiment, now his course where he talks about, you know, bringing that even a level deeper, right? Like we listen to our mind, but our mind is built off of all of these scars and these experiences that we've like either cling to or resisted, right? Like we've, we've cling to things that we loved and we wanted more, more of that. And we've searched for more of these things out there. And that brings us away from reality or from what you're talking about, what God and the universe is trying to put in front of us. You know, you, the original question you said to me was, how do you feel people's energy? And the answer is I'm present. Like I'm, I'm in the room with them. Yeah. Um, and I, I think I get excited just about being around people in general, even if it's over zoom. Um, and I, I'm, I'm in tune with them. And I, I, I just want to say like, you gave me a gift right now, Alex, because I've been struggling with, you know, am I really like self-centered, egotistical, narcissist tendencies? But what you just taught me is how on earth could I be so egotistical, self-centered if I feel everyone else's feelings? Because I don't, I don't think somebody that is egocentric, narcissist, self-centered would give a crap about what you feel. Huh. That's a gift. You gave me a gift. On, on, on live right now, you just gave me a gift of awareness. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad. No, that's, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's no way, right? Like if you're like, and I know that you care a lot about your clients. Like you, you, you shoot me messages all the time, checking in. Like, I know you do that with your other clients. Like there's yeah. so many things like you care a ton about, and mm. there's no way you'd have, like, I mean, I think everybody probably has narcissistic tendencies, right? Or like in some respect, but it's a, it's a hot no, word right now. It's a yeah. hot word. People love yeah. using that right now. Like there's parts, right? There's these different parts of us based on kind of what I was talking about, right? Like based on these, these things that have happened in our life that we've either clinged to because they were super good and we wanted more of them or we've resisted because they made us feel a certain way or they were bad or whatever it may be. And so then, you know, what happens is we go through life and our mind talks to us based on those experiences, right? Trying to avoid the bad things and trying to get more of the good things. And we listen to our mind. And instead of understanding that it's talking to us based on the best and worst things that our mind has kind of built a whole life around, which is crazy. I just, I, I wanted to kind of build on that. Cause that's, I'm so excited about that revelation, like that realization in my life of being able to kind of get educated on what I've been doing for the first 29 years of my life and start to take the night, the first steps, you know, to free myself, which, you know, hmm. started months ago, right? I think mm -hmm. you know, starting to work with you was a part of that, that journey of starting to free myself from myself and from these different things that have really held me back. And then, you know, you, you just continue, like you're talking about everybody's like, you're never stop growing. 
you know, continue start. It's not going to be a linear progression, but like never stop moving in that direction of growth. And I think that's, I don't know. That's just, that's just awesome. Well, I think, you know, energetically, since that's kind of what we're talking about, there are things that contribute to help your energy and things that do not help your energy. Um, you know, both Alex and I've had our, uh, our, uh, issues with alcohol and alcohol, uh, not, it dumbs your energy down. It dumbs down your frequency. Beep, boop, 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 boop. Um, you know, any, any kind of substance that, that numbs you doesn't really help your frequency of energy in the way that, you know, the, the wholeness that God created you to be. That, that's why fasting is so interesting, interesting, right? Like, um, people feel amazing, like on the second or third day, they're like, oh my gosh, this is, this is amazing. And it's because, you know, there's all, there's way better experts out there, but like last night, you know, we, we all ate steak and all of us, I think this morning felt a little off. And I was like thinking about where I got the steak and I was like, huh, did I feel like that last time I got that steak from that same place? And I did. And so is it, is it, is it the steak? Is it the way it's prepared? Is it the cow? Is it the way they're butchering the cow? Like, you know, so there, there's that awareness. I mean, I know that people listen to me say that out loud and they're like, what in the world? He thinks about that. Yeah. These are thoughts that I actually have. Um, but I wouldn't have them if it didn't happen repeatedly. And then I'm like, this is, this is not making sense. Um, so I think that as you get older and you meditate and you do this work and you dive in, you try to figure out what's wrong with me, what's wrong with me, what's wrong with me. I, I think it's like back to what Alice was saying. It's just trying to let our soul be free in this physical body experience. Because, you know, I said uh, probably about two or three weeks ago, I said, do you think that your soul is happy in a body that doesn't take care of itself? You think that's the experience your soul wanted to have that, that you just kind of shit on it and, you know, eat the, the worst shit and drink the worst shit and smoke everything and numb it and, you know, take this pill and that pill and this food and that food and you don't get enough sleep and you don't take care of, it, you don't read, you don't, do you think that's what your soul signed up for? I think that our soul wants to express itself. You know, that, that's why I love music. I think the music helps our soul sing, literally. Um, but also what Alex and myself are both finding is that in meditation, you're, you can, and, and it talks about in Happy Pocket Full of Money, but it also talks about it in other books of meditation, even like, religious text there, there's this point in meditation where you get what they call euphoria and you feel light and you don't feel your body and you don't want to come back i've had that moment a few times in my life where tears just go down your face and you are not sad it's literal euphoria 
and no drugs, no alcohol, no no food, nothing has ever given me that joy, that level of bliss other than meditation. And so when I do die, when when we die, if that is a little tiny bit of what the afterlife is like, being completely whole in spirit, because I think that when we cry, that's our soul expressing itself physically in our body in the same way when I speak, when I'm in when I'm in spirit, when I'm in flow, like right now, it's my soul expressing itself with my voice, creating that frequency of energy so that people can feel it, see it, hear it. But when you get to that level of meditation and you experience that euphoria, that bliss, I remember the the first time I experienced it, I was with my massage therapist. He was taking me through this meditation and I got there and it was like this, you know, you go through the crown chakra and, and then it's this light. And I had my eyes closed and tears just started streaming down my face. And I remember Ken goes, Matt, Matt, you got to come back. And I literally said out loud, I don't want to come back. So we get an opportunity every day to go into meditation, to experience that spirit, that essence of wholeness. And that's what I try to get my clients to do when they speak. Um, I know that sometimes when I speak on social media or... Um, even in real life or over a Zoom call for, you know, a session like with Alex or one of my clients, um, you know, if I'm, if I'm irritated or upset or frustrated, they feel it immediately. If I'm loving and joyful, they feel it immediate, immediately. The, the, the thing that will probably throw everybody off was if I just turned it off and said, hi, my name is Matt Bertho. How are you doing today? All right, Alex, could, can, are you ready to do this podcast? Here we go. Um, yeah, it's craft and artistry and magic and it's blah, blah, blah. If I talk like that, everyone would be like, whoa, 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 what? I don't know how to turn it off. I, I mean, I, I know how to turn it off. I just showed you I can turn it off. But my normal is not off. My normal is on. Because I believe that our soul wants to experience life full. And part of that expression of our soul, the emotions are energy. Dispenza, Dispenza did it in his triangle. Wholeness is at the top. Whole love, joy, bliss. The way that our soul experiences life is through emotions and through the experience of our bodies going through these emotions and expressing itself. If we dumb that down, our soul is probably not real happy about that. Hell no. And how do you, you know, how do you go about being present through that? Right? Like I know this is kind of a deep question as well, but like, 
you know, you talked about presence being a huge reason why you can feel people's energy. And I think that bleeds right into what you just said about allowing your soul to experience life. You really have to be present to do that. Is there anything that well, you've done to, you know, be able to increase the presence with people, with the thing that's right in front of you, with the tree that's sitting outside, you know, like, as I noticed for myself, that one thing I've struggled with for a long, long time, probably my whole life, is my mind constantly going in circles and dragging me away from the present moment. And so I'm curious on what you've done to just increase being able to be present. Hmm. Well, I, I mean, the the word that wanted to come out of my mouth was "I feel you." Um. I, one of the questions I asked every student, every client last 20 years is always this one, how's life? And I can feel like when you show up on a zoom call and you're, you know, hundreds of miles away from me over a digital screen, if, if we come on this call right now, I, I know you're happy today. I know you're joyful. I know you're feeling good. You're feeling strong. You just served. You told me you served, but Alex also knows if something's going on, I'm going to, I'm going to be real quick to be like, Hey, what's going on? And that, 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 I think that that moment for people, especially that I work with is kind of comforting um, because it gives them a space uh, to share what's actually going on. Right. Without, without them going, yeah, I'm having a bad day. And it's kind of nice when someone goes, hey, you're having a bad day? What's going on, man? Um, but how am I present with them? Um, well, it's energetically, man. Like, so. Uh, <laughs> I know it's a funny. tough question. I'm just, no, I, it's I, not I, a tough question. I'm, I'm just like, okay, well, I don't care. Our energy in our body is not contained to just our body. All right. I think it it's it it can fill up this whole room. Like my energy can literally fill up this house, could fill up this block. You know, people talk about Tony Robbins when he's in the same block, they feel his presence, right? Um, I think w when you do this work, your energy expands and it can't be down to its normal size. That's accurate. I I believe that. All right. Now, how does this happen over Zoom? I really don't know. All right, but I know what I feel, and that that means that our energy can travel thousands of miles right the awareness that i'm i'm communicating with alex over zoom over or over this the what uh riverside over audio and video and we got these lights and but yet we're able to be present with each other that's pretty remarkable um, but the coolest part is that we feel each other. He feels me. Alex has gotten goosebumps when I've talked before. He's gotten goosebumps or I've gotten goosebumps when he's talked before. So we, we got goosebumps at the same time. How do you explain that if we're not in the same room? I think when we're in person, it's way easier, but there's also more distractions, I think. Um, uh, so... When people, okay, why not? My, my, my student's not here yet. 
when people say that we're connected, they, they really don't know what they're saying, but it's true. I think that our energies can intermingle and connect just like an avatar, right? Also, there can be dissonance when you're not in the same frequency. And so when someone of a same frequency, that's a lower energy, that's, that's, you know, not a higher frequency and you guys try to communicate and connect, there's going to be dissonance and be like, eh, this doesn't work. Why is this not working? And then you try to make it work and there's friction. Well, why is there friction? Because you don't connect. Wow. See, you're teaching me another thing today. If I'm doing all this work and I'm working on myself every day for the last five or six years and my community or my environment isn't working at all the way I'm working, if I'm going to raise my frequency, like you said at the beginning of the call, and they stay at a lower frequency and I try to communicate with them and try to tell them, this is what I'm trying to do. Are they going to be able to understand what I'm doing? No. You taught me that today too, Alex. I'm glad. I mean, you've taught, taught me a lot. Hopefully everybody out there's enjoyed this. This has been, this has been awesome. I love having these type of conversations, you know, getting insight into, <laughs> to your life a little bit more, but also just having these deep conversations that, like you said, people are probably going to be some confused people out there at certain points. No, I love it. Right? I, I can't, I, I can't awesome. believe like I... it's, it's not like it, this is, uh, I've, I've been so passionate about all of the stuff that you're talking about. And this is, this is one of the directions that I want to take this podcast in is to go deeper into these kind of topics. Well, dude, I can't believe I went that far today with you. Like I, I shared things publicly today that I've never really talked about. Well, I appreciate it. Too. And like, like on a, in a public forum. Yeah. Yeah. Like on a podcast, but yeah, I appreciate us being the first podcast that you shared some of this stuff on and, I'd love for you to to share just where everybody can connect with you. You know, I sure. can't, I can't, you know, put more of a like work with this guy like out there. Like, it really, this is they, it's really changed my life. And so, like, I just want people out there listening to this podcast who want to take the next step, like to be so able to connect with you. The three easy ones: Voice by Matt is the handle. All right, so Voice by Matt at Gmail dot com, Voice by Matt Instagram. You can message me there. Um, Matt Bertho on Facebook. Just send me a message, friend request me, whatever you need to do. And if you if you know Alex and you want to work with me one-on-one, uh, Alex has my cell phone number. He can just connect us that way. Absolutely. I'll put everything here in the description for anybody out there. And like you said, if, if you know me personally, reach out to me. Um, I'll connect you with Matt. It's been amazing working with you, Matt, obviously, like I said, we're not done. Mm. We'll, we'll still be, we'll be, we'll be connecting on a regular basis and we'll be working together um, down the road as well. Oh, no and, doubt. Um, man, I appreciate you. I'm grateful for you. And yeah, man. Uh, guys, if you enjoyed this pod, make sure you share it with somebody you like, subscribe, rate us. We appreciate all of it. Helps us get it out and impact more lives. Thanks, Matt. I appreciate you. Brother. Yeah. Thank you, Alex. I appreciate you.